You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show on Newsmax Radio. Newsmax Radio Division actually created for this radio program. I know, I know. It's kind of, it's kind of cool. Hi, uh, welcome to it. So, um, we've got a lot of stuff on the plate today. I do want to start off with just a headline that I got a few minutes ago. Normally I don't, breaking news, I don't do that kind of thing. But, uh, San Francisco police have arrested a fellow tech exec for stabbing in the murder of, uh, cash app owner Bob Lee. So, uh, this doesn't take away from the fact that, uh, San Francisco has been made into a crime-ridden hellhole. But apparently, the uh, the founder of Cash App, Bob Lee, who was uh, frightened actually to return to San Francisco from Miami, where he and his family lived, police have yet to confirm an identity for the suspect. But Mission Local reports he was uh, a fellow uh, tech executive who lives in the Bay Area, which uh, kind of makes sense. It's uh, they, they they were at a conference and uh, Lee was in town for that. Uh, the pair were seen leaving a car together around 2.30 in the morning, moments before the stabbing. So, uh, anyway, details are coming on that uh, as we get them. As we get them, another, another breaking headline. Uh, no one at the senior level was aware that Bud Light had made the mistake of partnering with trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney. Now, uh, Anheuser-Busch has lost $6 billion in, uh, in a couple of days here, by the way. And it's kind of funny because they had this new advertising executive came in, and she was like a typical Karen. She was going to come in and save everything that wasn't broken. That's what uh, Karens do. Karens, uh, like, for instance, when uh, when uh, George Floyd was murdered in Minneapolis, there was a Karen, a bunch of Karens who jumped in and said, oh, you little black people, we need to get rid of all the police. That'll help everything. And then people in the inner cities are like, oh, no, 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 no. We, we kind of, the police actually, they, uh, we like to call them when there's robberies and stuff. And they're like, no, 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 I've got this. And while we're at it, since George Floyd died and we're making decisions for you, you little people of color, uh, let's go ahead and get rid of uh, Uncle Ben, because Uncle Ben is, is surely, surely a racist symbol of the past. Well, no, 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 Uncle Ben, we buy the rice all the time. We don't have a problem with Uncle Ben's rice. Well, then, then, then we're going to have to get rid of Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima has to go away. She's a stereotypical uh, person of color. We have to get... No, no, no. We we actually like Aunt Jemima. We you know we don't even mind it not one little bit that Aunt Jemima's on the box. In fact, the relatives of Aunt Jemima uh, really they used to have parades in the town. And Aunt Jemima, when she was alive, would be the 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 grand marshal of the parade in Aunt Jemima's hometown because Aunt Jemima was such a big deal. No, 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 no. We white Karens, we have all of this. So what this uh, Bud Light executive uh, jumped in and decided to do, even though she was a party girl in college. There's actually some footage of her uh, doing shots out of a condom. Who the hell does that? What? What? I mean, I know it's been a while since I was in college, but... yeah. So anyway, uh, this this woman uh, Heinerscheid decided she would come in and and change everything because of the frat boy appearance of Bud Light, uh, failing to realize, uh, as she said, that it's a uh, uh, Brandon decline that it is the flagship beer of Anheuser Busch. It's the biggest seller of Anheuser Busch. And uh, and by the way, uh, last year Anheuser Busch saw its profits rise above expectations to more than seven percent in the first quarter of 2023 until. 
some jackweed decided to take a dude who's been a woman supposedly for 365 days and uh, and make this person into a spokesperson for Bud Light, a, a beer that even if you've seen the commercial with Dylan Mulvaney, there's no way that Dylan Mulvaney drinks Bud Light. It just It's just so stupid. By the way... Uh, in, in its last uh, month in uh, in core profit, uh, Anheuser Busch made four point nine five million billion dollars, and uh, Bud Light was the big brand. So what they're doing now, I guess, is blaming some low level uh, marketing person for this and saying it was unintentional. So I guess that's a, how they're going to try and save the brand. Uh, how about just an apology to Bud Light drinkers? Man, we were really wrong there. We were sorry that we, uh, you know, we, we ticked off so many uh, men who drink the beer and also the women they love and the women who drink the beer. Uh, we were sorry about uh, misplacing them with an insult to women, the cartoon character of women, and uh, making them a, uh, a spokesperson for a Bud Light. So we'll see what happens. But so far, they've lost about uh, $5 billion bucks. That's a lot of crappy beer. I'm going to tell you right now, 5 billion dollars worth of Bud Light is a whole lot of crappy beer. And I say that because uh, I just uh, stopped drinking Bud Light when I started tasting good beer. <laughs> that's, that's what I, I did. Nothing against the... No, I'm just kidding. I, I used to drink Bud Light. I just don't drew light beer anymore. I don't drink anymore, actually. But I, when I drink a beer, I like a beer that's hearty and flavorful. Uh, you know, I like your uh, your stouts, you know, your oatmeal stouts, your, uh, you know, whatever, uh, your, your Guinness. I like that to some degree. And I also like the, uh, uh, particularly uh, Hefeweizen, which is a wheat beer was my favorite go-to, was a Hefeweizen, which is a lighter beer, but has a whole heck of a lot more flavor than uh, than Bud Light. But if you drink Bud Light, that's your deal. I don't even care. You drink what you've got to drink. That's all I care. Here's the good news of the day. You ready for this? And uh, this story probably might be buried uh, deep in the recesses of another radio program, not even brought up today. But uh, there were 50 years of threats that if Roe v. Wade were gotten rid of, that women would die by the thousands in back alley abortions. There would be, it would be a bloodbath. They would literally, there would be Ford uh, Econoline vans that looked like the van that Buffalo Bill drove in Silence of the Lambs. And there'd be a abortionist in there saying, here, help me with my couch. And, you know, and that was going to happen all over the place. Well, uh, this is now going on about 300 and some odd days since uh, Roe v. Wade was gotten rid of. And uh, I'm just going to look through the paper again today here that I have in front of me. And uh, not one single back alley abortion with a coat hanger. Not one single one. And uh, let me look here real quick. Looking for emergency room visits for women with botched abortions. And, uh, wow, I'm not seeing any of that either. It's kind of weird. It's like the left, what they do is they just, they, they create a big uh, boogeyman or they, they create fear like, I don't know, the world is going to end and, and uh, global warming and then global cooling and now just climate change. And unless you spend lots of money and buy a stupid poser EV car that the world's going to end. And, uh, here with Roe v. Wade for 50 years, women are going to be forced back in the back alley abortion and you won't be able to find a wire hanger anywhere. And, and you know, and dry cleaners will run out of wire hangers. Because of all the back alley abortions with wire hangers, and, and it hasn't happened. No, th- what, what has happened? Well, I guess this is kind of cool. I mean, unless you're a Democrat, um, 32,000 babies have been spared death at the hands of abortionists since Roe v. Wade. That's crazy. So 32,000 little cute babies have been born 
since Roe v. Wade. That's that's a I mean that's a national tragedy, isn't it? Uh, no, and it's wonderful actually. It's kind of it's kind of wonderful. And I'll go ahead and flash my badge. Uh, I've been pro-life uh, all my life. Uh, part of it was that I was Catholic and part of it that I was adopted. And then I believe that God uh, told me about five years ago where I came from. And uh turns out that I was the most abortable. Not affordable. <laughs> I was the most abortable. I was a product of a sexual assault. The only regret is I, I wish I could have thanked my biological mother before she passed. I, I, I would have liked to have told her, thank you for carrying me. It must have been, it must have been, uh, uh, unbelievably awful experience. So anyway, so there you go. Uh, hundreds of pro-life groups and institutions have been tracking, uh, attacked by uh, pro-abortion terror groups since the Roe v. Wade overturning. There's been a whole lot of that. But a new report from the Society of Family Planning, an international pro-abortion nonprofit, um, uh, indicated that since the Dobbs decision, the average number of abortions observed in the pre-Dobbs period, there were 32,260 cumulative fewer abortions in the last year. And that's from uh, uh, the pro-abortion nonprofit. So they've really got to be licking their wounds. They hate live births of babies. The uh, Society of Family Planning report claimed that the national abortion rate fell from 13.2 per 1,000 women of reproductive age, which I think if you're a man now, can't you have a baby? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, anyway, to, uh, to 12.3, so it dropped a little bit. There are some uh, uh, states that have really restrictive uh, abortion laws like Missouri and Kentucky and South Dakota and Iowa and Texas and Alabama and all that stuff, um, and uh, you could still have an abortion. You, if you if you live in a state that restricts abortion, you're just going to have to go to another state. It's just the way it is. And then there's a, what was in Texas. They uh, they banned the abortion pill, which would mean that a person who wanted to take an abortion pill would have to go out of state to get the abortion pill, which is what I had to do to get ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. Isn't that weird? I mean, every state basically in the country just suddenly decided to ban hydroxychloroquine and uh, and ivermectin without any data on it at all, and so I had to go to Florida and get it. So abortion is still safe and legal. It's just not happening as much. Yay! Yay, babies! Yay, babies! Yay, babies! <clears throat> 5,000 fewer women are getting abortions each month. Uh, here it says, here it says there were a total of 77,000 abortions per month from July to December last year, down from 82,000 before the landmark ruling. The uh, June Supreme Court uh, decision uh, overturned the 1973 Roe v. Wade, guaranteed access to abortion up until the point at which the fetus could survive out the, outside the womb. And that has gotten earlier all the time, by the way, thanks to incredible hospitals, thanks to the Children's uh, Miracle Network. Babies are able to survive out of the womb and be completely healthy. It's, it's pretty amazing. It's it's pretty amazing. So there's the there's the bad news for the left that uh, babies are surviving birth and going on to be people. <clears throat> kind of well, they are people in the womb. They're just little bitty people. <laughs> this is just this is just uh, remarkable. Um, the controversial ruling was slammed by the pharmaceutical industry with regard to the <clears throat> the abortion medications in uh, 
in Texas. And the study about this is that people of color are, are and people working to make ends meet have been impacted the most, having to carry them babies the full terms and have families. Those unable to overcome, uh, overcome travel barriers are likely those with the fewest socioeconomic resources, even small declines in the abortion rate still translate into enormous life impacts for those affected. So uh, apparently for the baby being born, not so bad, but the people who have the baby, it's just terrible. Just awful, the birth of a baby. Oh, my God, what a, what a terrible tragedy. No, I think it's great news. I think that's, uh, that's glorious. And um, <clears throat> if I'm not mistaken, uh, for the last 50 years, Republicans have been going to Washington, T.C., saying they're going to do something about Roe v. Wade, and they've never done anything. They just paid it lip service. And uh, it took one guy with, uh, you know, a fake tan and a big old comb over to go to Washington, D.C. and do what he said he was going to do. It's kind of crazy. So uh, coming up next, Joe Biden goes to uh, Ireland, and he says he's English, and then he uh, gets led around by his uh, crack-addicted uh, son. So we got that. Uh, we got a new poll coming out of South Carolina that shows that uh, Donald Trump has beaten everybody, including Nikki Haley there. Uh, and now it looks like a couple Democrats are saying that Dianne Feinstein does not have the ability to lead, and she needs to go. And she's saying at age 90 that uh, she just needs somebody to fill in for a while. (laughs) So here's the number if you want to chime in, guys. It is 800-922-6680. That's 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. The best thing to come out of Iowa since Superman and Captain Kirk. It's the Rob Carson Show. There is some debate as to where Superman came from. Some people are saying Superman came from Kansas. That's where I live, in Kansas. I know, I know. Every day I wake up and go, I'm in Kansas anymore. So uh, Americans are more concerned about inflation, the economy, and drug use. Those are the things. It's not about green energy. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's not about green energy, and it's not about ensuring that children can be transgender. 61% of us say they're worried about inflation a great deal. That reflects a two-point increase from the 59% from the same time last year. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, the unemployment unemployment ticked up. Yeah, it ticked up to 239000 the highest since January of 2022. So it's been, uh, wow, the highest uh, job uptick. In about uh, a year, a little over a year, what, a year and three months? That's kind of interesting, isn't it? And and I've said for the last uh, few months the reason why the people are going back to work and why the unemployment number is so low is because, and here's a simple exercise for you, um, I'm going to show you how to increase your business 100% in your company. Are you ready? No matter what you operate, no matter what you do, if you have a customer service, you have a restaurant, you have a yarn store. I don't know why I said yarn store. We got a yarn store near my house. I don't know what that. They, they sell yarn. Okay, whatever. If they can do it, that's fine. Um, but uh, But if you are closed on Sunday and you open up Monday morning and a customer comes in and buys anything that you make a profit on, your profits have increased 100% since the day before. That's what happened when the economy reopened after government forced everybody to shut down their businesses. People went back to work. And uh, and then these uh, uh, giant unemployment benefits that the government was subsidizing to keep people from not working during COVID, which resulted in some people making more on unemployment 
like my sister, who manages a Jacques Penet, J.C. Penny, she was making more on unemployment, and she didn't want to not work. The, the business said, no, you got to go home. We're shutting down the store. So she said, i got to do something. She made more on unemployment. So a, a lot of people, uh, you know, stayed out. And then when they came back, they realized, holy crap, look at the prices on everything. And then they realized that the job they used to have wasn't enough to pay the bills. So the unemployment rate ticked down because people had to do two or three things. I know. Been there. Done that. Americans far less concerned uh, uh, concerned with the state of the economy during President Trump's four years in office. 2017, when Trump assumed office, 46% said they were worried a great deal about the economy. The figure dropped to 34 in 2018, 33 in 2019 and 2020, because he was doing a good job as a president, you see. Then COVID happened. And uh, Joe Biden has been uh, a suck fest ever since. The figure dropped to forty nine. The figure jumped to forty nine percent in twenty twenty one, and has risen to where it is now, which is sixty one percent of people are concerned about the economy. Because uh, you know, like yesterday, I told my wife about the price of eggs. She doesn't do any of the shopping. I said, "Oh yeah." She said, "You're kidding." I said, "No, no, no. That's what they cost now." <laughs> Here are the other things people are much less concerned about, uh, including. Um, Quality of the environment, whatever the hell that is. Race relations, possibility of a terrorist attack. All of those are down compared to uh, last year. And the, and the President of the United States went over to uh, Ireland. Ireland, for some reason. Uh, I found out when I uh, did my uh, uh, my Ancestry DNA test that I am. I always thought I was Irish in English. It turns out I'm English in Irish. But uh, President Joe Biden, attempting to pay tribute to his Irish rugby player cousin, managed to mix up the world-famous New Zealand team with an infamous group of constables known for their brutality during the Irish War for Independence, the Black and Tans. You thought it was a beer you thought it was a uh, a guinness and another lighter beer but it's not apparently they are uh, the black and tans part of officers who were overwhelmingly british and were recruited to bolster the numbers of the uh, royal uh, irish constabulary in ireland and they were known for their brutality against the irish so that was kind of a mistake to refer to the team as the black and tans i'm so proud to be here so proud to be in love so proud to be with I don't want to ruin the reputation, but the Carnage are relatives. <laughs> oh, God, we're related, please. <laughs> we take great faith. And the closing comment I make, you see this tie I have with the shamrock on it? This was given to me by one of these guys right here. <laughs> was a hell of a rugby player. And they beat the hell of the black and tans. Oh, God. Oh, but, but yeah, the black and tans, they were actually the, uh, uh, they were the notorious... Um, uh, police force uh, that were known for their brutality. So, and then they made it into a beer. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, I've also got a uh, Joe Biden claiming he's English. That's that's next. And then uh, and then some terrific uh, audio from uh, Donald Trump. He was on with Tucker Carlson. Said some pretty pretty interesting things about dealing with uh, the world's leaders and how effective he was. And uh, and then also Elon Musk. Did an interview with the BBC. I shared some yesterday, but it got really good. He called out the BBC and the corporate media in a way you wouldn't even imagine. That's coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. Hey. 
Hey guys, it's Carson for Gold Alliance. If you're concerned about how Washington's latest shenanigans may impact your financial future, this is an important message to hear because right now we have a stock market correction. We got high inflation, Fed rate hikes happening all the time. Some experts say a recession may sweep the nation and folks who fail to prepare may face challenging times ahead while gold owners may have a historic opportunity to grow richer. Now, if you'd like to learn a simple way you can diversify with gold before an economic downturn comes, if you'd like to put yourself on the road to financial peace of mind, the new 2023 Gold Guide from our friends at Gold Alliance can show you how. Here's what you got to do. Just go to www.freegoldguide.com slash Carson. Freegoldguide.com slash Carson. Or you can write down this number, 800-247-9236. 800-247-9236. Or again, go to freegoldguide.com slash Carson. His first grade teacher said he talked out of turn. Worse after he's missed a day. Well, things haven't changed. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you would like to write me, uh, here's the new email. It is Carson at Newsmax.com. Carson at Newsmax.com is the... Uh, Here's the new email, and uh, try to keep it brief if you can. Uh, got a lot of, uh, getting a lot of emails from uh, folks. Here's one. Uh, I'm a native Nashvilleian for 79 years. I listened to your show for Friday, laughed my socks off. I've been very proud of our legislature after uh, forgetting uh, their, their uh, gonads going. Not sure what that means. I'm disgusted, though. I found out that uh, district councils for Dems expelled can reinstate them. Now, we're talking about the two uh, uh, children who were reinstated to the tennis a uh, legislature, uh, Justin Pearson's one of them, and uh, and uh, they, they uh, I've got some news from them this morning, including how much Justin Pearson has changed who he is to appeal to uh, uh, unintelligent uh, voters, and I'm going to share that uh, very shortly. But both of the two who were booted were reinstated, and uh, I hope they get booted again. I really do. I hope they do. I, no, actually, I just hope they try what they just did again. Just try and l just let them do that and watch the Tennessee House descend into abject chaos and let that be a, uh, a message to every other state house who does this uh, stupid stuff. Yeah, it's kind of stupid. Here's another one from uh, Daniel. Hey, Rob, love your show. You were the only one that uh, pulled up the slack for me after Rush left us. I listen daily and am very informed conservative Christian living in a blue state of New Mexico. Ugh. Uh, I'm feeling more and more like Anne Frank hiding with her diary in the attic. Dear God, help us. Well, you know what? You got to be, uh, you got to stay positive. Do what you can to stay positive because um, every day when I come in here, I look at some of the things that are happening that are positive. There are negatives. Don't get me wrong. Having these two books. Buffoons uh, reinstated to the Tennessee legislature doesn't uh, doesn't help, but uh, most people who see them and hear them speak realize what buffoons they are. So uh, you know, uh, eventually it'll all uh, it'll we're going to win. Good is going to win. I have a I have a feeling good is going to win, but unfortunately we have to um, we have to go through some trials and tribulations in the meantime. That's the thing that uh, stinks the most about it is the left is putting us through this. And unfortunately, um, you know, we're having to suffer through it. Now, uh, the Federal Reserve economists are projecting that the uh, recent banking crisis will trigger a recession. Well, no kidding. Uh, you know, you heard about the Silicon Valley Bank and the Signature Bank that collapsed, the, the second and third largest bank collapse in U.S. history, and it just kind of went away because they're using our money to pay off all of the depositors, including Chinese nationals. Uh, for their their malfeasance and their irresponsibility, 
Well, sooner or later, it's gonna, that's gonna trickle down to you and me. It's gonna mean more money has to be printed to bail these people out. But that's what they're saying. The Federal Reserve, they're, uh, they're geniuses in charge of the Federal Reserve. And they say that, uh, a recession is gonna be starting later this year. Mm hmm Yeah. It was happening last year, but they changed the definition of recession. Remember that? In a recession, they changed the definition. So, uh, chances are we're already in one. They're just saying we aren't. Let's go to Eileen in Santa Cruz. She has something she wants to say today. Hello, Eileen. How are you? Great, Rob. Thank you. Good. Yeah, so where in Kansas are you? I am in the uh, Kansas side of Kansas City. On the Kansas side of Kansas City? Yeah, it's a a bird called Olathe. Olathe. Olathe, not Olathe. It's Olathe. Oh, Lisa. Oh, yes. Lisa. Okay. And, um, so right here on the beach, by the way. Go ahead. Sorry. What's that? Right here on the beach. I got a, I got a beachfront home in Atlanta. Okay. <laughs> hey, we live really close to the beach, too. All right. Uh, yeah, like a block and a half away. But uh, yeah. anyways, I just wanted to say, first of all, um, that you, uh, we're so glad, Rob, that you made it through your, first of all, that you were created, even though you you were created under um, stressful circumstances. And yeah. we, we, too, are very grateful that your mother carried you to full term and that you made it through the pregnancy and, and that you're here with us today because you you are um, you are just a blessing to me every day. You make me belly laugh every day. You you educate me and and make me laugh. And and laughter is good medicine. So you're like a doctor of laughter. <laughs> well, you know I do try to inoculate people against the stupid. And yeah, I think we're exactly. we're beginning to have some exactly. we're we're showing some inroads on that. We're we're showing some improvement. The stupid yes, is not spreading. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And then um it, it said that Trump impersonator, he is amazing. I literally thought it was Trump. I know that is that is my buddy uh Sean Farish. Isn't he good? Wow. Yeah. Here, let me give you, let me give a little sample of him. Hold on, let's see if I got him here. Uh, okay. Because uh, you got to hear if you if you missed it yesterday, because everybody it was so funny because I put up on Rumble, I put up uh, the uh, the audio uh, of uh, of Trump supposedly appearing on my show yesterday, and um, uh, the, people said, "Well, that's not Trump." I said, "Well, yeah, that's because it's a Trump impersonator. That's the that is the uh, the deal." Oh, I can't seem to find it here. Um, oh, here, hold on one second. Hold on a second. Um, hold on. Uh, God, do, 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 do. I'll, I'll give you a, a uh, example of him. This this is uh, his, his voice singing, by the way. Let me just play a little bit of this. Can't touch me. My, 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 my rallies are so large. Makes the devs say, oh, my God, thank you for blessing me with the gift of care and the hot wife. There you go, right? I mean, amazing. He's the best. That's why he's on the show. Even better than the the music, um, you know, that you played one of his songs after the interview, and I, but I, during the interview, I could not believe it. I thought that that's got to be him. And then I know that he had called you, yes, uh, and told you he was uh, sad to hear that your mother had passed. And I was yeah. like, well, you know, Rob's in contact with him. Maybe that really was. Trump. Yeah. No, was, no, no, that was that was not Trump. That was Sean Farish. Trust me, when I have Trump on the show, you'll know it's Trump. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I, 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 Eileen, I appreciate your thoughts, and and I, I hope you uh, 
appreciated the fact that I opened the show today with the fact that 36,000 or more babies have been uh, born uh, since Roe v. Wade was repealed, and no women have died in back alley abortions. I I think that's kind of important. I would I'd call that a pretty that's that's kind of good news, wouldn't you say? I would say absolutely. And then I, I wanted to share. Um, uh, I, so I terminated a pregnancy um, many years ago, like over 40 years ago, before I became a Christian, and I was in the middle of a divorce, and uh, I, I found out that I was had gotten pregnant again, and my daughter was only like eight months old at the time. So uh, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, how is this, how is this going to work? I thought I was going to end up in a mental institution because I didn't know how to trust God. Yeah, at that time, yeah. but that that was one of the biggest regrets of my life. And well, Eileen, Eileen, out there listening. Uh, uh, yeah. uh, and I want you to finish that thought. But um, I know this this happens with uh, most women who have abortions. They they think about it and, it, and it stays with them forever. Um, yeah. You you probably did not have a lot of help. Um, a lot of the times, uh, abortion is the simplest option, and a lot of the times, the men in the women's lives are saying, "I'll pay for the abortion, but I ain't helping raise that kid." You know, and right. that's been happening. That abortion is birth control. Yeah. It always has been a birth a birth control yeah. for for men who are irresponsible and uh, and and for women as a as a solution. And a lot of times, they just don't have any help, and they're and they're moved in that direction. And then when they choose the abortion, Abortion, then they end up regretting it. Go ahead, Eileen. Sorry about that. Yeah, I've heard like 30% of the women have abortions because they are pressured into it by the men yeah. in their lives. Oh, I don't doubt that one yeah. little bit. Uh, of course it is. Yeah. It's it's. I, I remember when I was in college, I had a college classmate. Her name was Nancy, and she got impregnated by her boyfriend, Jeff. And I remember um, uh, she decided she was a good Catholic, and she decided that despite the shame and telling her parents that she was pregnant, that she'd have the baby. And uh, that, that young man is in his 30s now. And But I'll tell you, his his father, the, the grandfather and the father of the child, both were like, we'll pay for the abortion. Let's get it done. We want you to get yep. this abortion he is not going to yep. raise the baby we're not going to have anything to do with the baby and that is there mm-hmm. there are a lot of responsibility with regard to abortion going to the men who uh yeah. who did the act yeah. of making a baby but didn't want to accept the responsibility of it yes that's true and i think it's a big problem in the churches they say that uh one out of three women has had abortions and they never talk about it like what you were saying there's so much shame wrapped up in it you know, the people are not getting free. They're not, they're, yeah. And, and then, and then Eileen, and then Eileen, you've got the left attacking churches and uh, pro uh, life centers, which is evil. I mean, if you're you're an evil sob, if you attack a crisis pregnancy center, you are an, a you are a minion of Satan. There's no doubt yeah, about it. it. That's right. Yeah, it's sacrifice. Yeah. It's child sacrifice. This is nothing new. Yeah. 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 Well, Eileen, yeah. thank you. God bless you. Have a glorious day. God bless you, too. Right. And, and, and realize, you know, what happened 40 years ago is done. There, you know, and, and you've, you paid your penance for it. And, uh, and, you know, all you can do is, is, uh, lead a better life, the best life you can to make up for it. That's, that's the way we all are. So, uh, God bless you. Appreciate it. Every day, that's what I do. I mean, I made a lot of mistakes in my life, but every day since, uh, you know, I had a miraculous thing happen to me a few years ago, uh, a miraculous healing in my life. And I've devoted, my life is devoted to uh, making up for the mistakes I've made. I didn't murder anybody. 
but I was not the best person I could be for a number of reasons. And so, you know, got a new chance. Got a new lease on life, or in my case, a leash. So uh, Joe Biden is over there in uh, Ireland, and uh, his son Hunter was over there, and yesterday Hunter became his caregiver. Did you see this? Hunter Biden was there as his caregiver, leading his dad around and barking at his dad when he'd strayed. It was I posted the video on social media yesterday, uh, Twitter, at Rob Carson Show, also Getter and Truth Social. Joe Biden's gone. I mean, his brain is gone. And and Hunter Biden is leading him around like a, a helpless child staring into oblivion. And he got asked a question by a kid yesterday, what's the key to success? And at Joe Biden's is uh, fool people into voting for you and lying your entire life and, you know, graft and payoff and corruption. But he didn't understand the question. Here is Hunter Biden leading his old man around. Yeah. He's got a question. What's your question? Dad, you got a question over there. The kid says, what's your uh, secret to success? And he said, uh, making sure we all don't get COVID. Okay, Grampy. Well, we've had a nice visit. We'll see you at Thanksgiving. That's Hunter coming over saying, no, no, Dad, no, Dad, Dad, here, here, smelling salts. Just smell this. Here, here you go. Here you go. No, he's asking about your secrets of success. Because the key to success. You know what I found out the key to success is? What's that? And I'm not sure I'm the best guy to explain it. You guys can say it. The key to success is whenever you disagree with someone, it's okay to question their judgment, whether they're right or wrong. But it's never okay to question their motive. Okay, and this is why apparently he called uh, Trump supporters MAGA fascists and enemies of democracy. I guess. Yeah, his uh, his uh, words are as empty as his big old head. Oh, and here he is yesterday saying that he was English. He was uh, talking about how he's English instead of Irish, even though he's in Ireland. And uh, he brought back a book with a, a, a photograph on the front of the book. It had been just reprinted, the book, of a the somewhat stout British captain in his quarters with a big bulldog sitting next to him. Who's that? And his name was Captain George Biden. There's Captain George Biden. Yeah, he's Irish now. He's Filipino a couple weeks ago. And... I'm afraid that poor Joe Biden, his faculties are sliding. Yes, it's a sad refrain. He was a truck driver for a while there. On the edge, watch him teeter. He would be a better leader if he only had a brain. He was perfect. At one point, that non existent hand he's shaking, and all the gaffes Joe's making, his supporters can't explain. When he speaks, it's a gamble. I bet he wouldn't ramble if he only had a brain. He does, it's just broken. Oh, I can't tell you why Joe Biden somehow got elected. Just hope November 8th. He and his kind will be rejected. Joe Biden, he's so dense, he doesn't have the sense to come in from the rain. 
He's worse than Jimmy Carter, but I bet he'd be much smarter if he only had a brain. All right, so coming up, uh, a little bit more on uh, J.B. Uh, Hunter Associate visited the White House more than 80 times while his dad was VP, and then uh, the new Democrats are calling for Dianne Feinstein to uh, resign, and uh, new polling with regard to Donald Trump um, not looking good for the rest of the pack. This is the Rob Carson Show. Time to put critical race theory in critical condition. It's the Rob Carson Show. I love me some Led Zeppelin. Whole lot loves, uh, I believe, the greatest rock song ever recorded. Rock and roll is very good, obviously. Uh, kind of like my, I like my rock. I like my rock. So, uh, uh, Joe Biden, uh, has been busted removing, uh, President Trump's executive privilege in order to raid Mar-a-Lago. So, yeah, this is a full-blown attempt to prevent Donald Trump from running again. And, uh, the FBI is involved. They were also involved in attempting to throw the 2016 election, successfully 2020. And now, uh, doing the same thing. And, uh, the guy in the White House right now needs to be impeached and removed from office. Or removed with the 25th Amendment. Either one of those, I'll just say it right now. He uh, needs to be removed from office before he can complete his term. So uh, Joe Biden was behind the raid. He had uh, to remove President Trump's executive privilege so the raid could occur. According to attorney Mike Davis, was uh, talking to Fox News, he pointed out the raid was unprecedented, unnecessary, unlawful. President Trump had the Presidential Records Act that followed, allowed him to take whatever documents he wanted, classified or not, with him to Mar-a-Lago when he left the White House. There must have been a major reason why Biden and A.G. Garland would raid the president's iconic home to take documents from President Trump. Well, it's because they want to take him out. That's it. That's it. You see, the FBI attained access to the records through a special access request from the Biden White House on behalf of the Department of Justice, the corrupt DOJ. It appears that the Biden White House and DOJ coordinated to obtain the Trump records and perhaps create a pretext for the law enforcement raid by a way of special access request. Yeah. Corrupt as the day is long. The swamp needs to be figuratively blown up rebuilt, paved over and rebuilt. Memos released last August also revealed the Biden House worked directly with the DOJ and the National Archives, another institute that is now completely corrupt and political, to instigate a criminal investigation into Trump's handling of documents. And what do you do when you go after Donald Trump? He becomes stronger. I mean, much, much, much stronger. Uh, in fact, uh, polling is showing uh, him pulling away. Including uh, this, uh, Trump dominates in South Carolina. You're thinking, no, Nikki Haley's from South Carolina. She was a governor. She's going to win. No, 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 no. She's getting skunked. New poll from South Carolina shows Donald Trump still the favorite to get the Republican nomination by 21 points. Nikki Haley gets 18. Then Tim Scott, who had just kind of announced an exploratory committee, he got 7%. And then uh, way down, way down there on the bottom, uh, no, actually no one supporting in the poll. Uh, Asa Hutchinson, the former Arkansas governor, waste of money, waste of money. Mike Pence, 5%. Mike Pompeo, 2%. Uh, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, 1%. Hutchinson did not earn any support in this poll (laughs) because he has no chance. He has no chance. 
Oh, and one other note here. Uh, Donald Trump is suing his former lawyer, Michael Cohen, for a half a billion dollars. I hope his soul got more than that. When he sold it, I hope he got at least a half a billion dollars for it. Because Donald Trump is coming to it for it. Newsmax has confirmed the filing through a source familiar with Trump's legal team. The lawsuit is unrelated to the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg's uh, indictment, but uh, it accuses Cohen of violating his attorney-client relationship with Trump by revealing his confidences and spreading falsehoods. Half a billion dollars there, Mikey. Good luck with that. Uh, let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Like the show? You can help by subscribing and leaving a five-star review on both Apple and Spotify. It's free. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Real heroes. Real conflict. Real threats. Real heart. Now, there's a place America gets its news. No agenda. Just the facts. Newsmax. Real news for real people. 